Did you know you have the power to change your life? It all depends on your beliefs. If you have limiting beliefs, you're limit yourself. I'm Becky Beach, and I'm here to help you overcome your limiting beliefs so you can design your dream life. This is the Becky Beach Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Becky Beach Show. I'm Becky Beach, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how mentally ill people can still be successful. For those who don't know, I have a mental illness called bipolar disorder. I've got this disorder since I was 18, and I take medication for it every single day of my life. But sometimes I still have symptoms. There's been times when I was working my nine to five job where I just couldn't work. When I had the symptoms, I had to go home because I would get racing thoughts and there's no way I could finish the day. You know, I had to go home. So there was this a couple jobs I had where I, I didn't get paid when I had to go home, you know, so it was really difficult because I now have my own business and I'm successful Then I'm able to stop working when I want. If I have a moody day, I call it moody days. And when I have a moody day, I can stop working and then relax. Because a lot of times I just need to relax my brain and meditate for it to go away, for the racing thoughts to go away, I mean. So like you, you may have a mental illness yourself. Like you may be listening and thinking, well, I have a mental illness. Could I possibly have a successful business, you know, and be a successful person? And of course you can. There's been lots of successful mentally ill people, you know, in the world. Like, for instance, Charles Dickens, he is known to have bipolar, and he was a very successful writer. You know, and there's been several other people, you know, just, just Google it. You know, Google d- d- disabled or disabled successful people, and I'm sure you'll find a lot of people that, you know, are, have, are disabled yet have, you know, successful lives. Yeah, so I just live with this disorder. And again, I lived with it since I was 18. And I've been in mental hospitals. Like, I, I've spent, like, weeks in mental hospitals before, and... And it's no fun at all. You know, like this one time I was in a mental hospital for two weeks. And when I came out of it, I had head lice because it was, that's how bad it was. So there's, there's like some really horrible mental hospitals out there and they just don't care, really care about the patients and they don't clean up, you know, and I, it was just really horrible. So, and then as soon as I got in the hospital, like when I was 18, I was put on lithium and lithium. I couldn't even, um, I couldn't move my hands. I would just shake it and shake it. And you know, I'm an artist. So I like to draw and there was no way I could draw being on this lithium. So I, I've been, you know, on medicine that didn't work for me. And it takes time to find a combination of medicine that eventually works. Like now I'll tell you all the medicine I'm on that's helped helping me be successful. I may still be able to be productive. So one medicine I'm on is Latuda. And I'm on 80 milligrams of the Latuda, and that really helps me. Recently, Latuda became generic. It used to be like over $1,000 a month, but now it's only $8 a month because it's became generic. And if you're looking for Latuda, a great place to go is Sam's Club because I couldn't find Latuda anywhere when it became generic, and Sam's Club was the only place I could find Latuda. And another medicine I take is oxycarbenazine. I take 300 milligrams of that. And I also take bupropion. I'm on 150 milligrams and one I take to relax. It's like a, uh, it's kind of like um, a prescription strength Benadryl. It's called hydroxyzine pomate. I'm on 50 milligrams. And because I have hypothyroidism too, I'm on levothyroxine. So those are the medicines that I take. And you just have to work with your doctor to find a good combination that will help you be successful. Because I'm also in a bipolar support group and most of the people in there 
are supported by the government. I'm not saying that those that are supported by the government aren't successful people. Yeah, they are. But if you want to be you want to be self-employed, you know, or, or work for somebody else, and it's good to get a combination of medicine that could work for you. And it was really difficult for me to find the right combination of medicine. I've been through lots of medications, and some would make my hand shake where I couldn't work, and some would make me uh, get up and I couldn't stop moving. Like I had to get up. I had re- restlessness. Like I had to walk around like all the time. And uh, I was in high school when I when I started, you know, having this this disorder, and I, I couldn't sit still in my desk. Like I kept having to walk around the room, and I got in trouble for it, you know. But it was because like my medicine was doing that to me. So you just got to find a good combination of medicine that will help you be successful. And some people out there think that that um that being like mentally ill is all in your head, you know. Well, it is, but it's just an imbalance of chemicals because all you all you have is a chemical imbalance. And you just need to discover the right combination of medicines that will help, you know, fix your chemicals in your brain and let you be functional as an adult. Like it can be really difficult to find the right, the right medications. But again, if you are suffering from any mental illness, you should definitely go see a, like a psychiatrist. And a lot of times a psychiatrist will, will offer nurse practitioners because, you know, some, most psychiatrists that actually have a degree are self-paid. You have to, you know, pay for them like insurance will not cover them. So a lot of times these these ones that have like they allow insurance, they'll use their nurse practitioners to see you. And like I had this one doctor and he had like like 20, it had to be 20 nurse practitioners. Every time I made an appointment, I was seeing somebody different, you know, and he just had to have like 20 or more nurse practitioners under him. And you could never see him himself. It was always a nurse practitioner. And a lot of times these nurse practitioners didn't know anything about me when they saw me. Like it was really horrible. So if you're in that situation, I advise you to find another doctor because there's no way you could be successful, you know, being with a doctor like that that keeps pushing you off to all these nurse practitioners that don't even know your case. So eventually I found this this doctor that uh, he only has two nurse practitioners under him. But I still can't find a a doctor that isn't self, that isn't um, insurance accepted. Like all the ones in my area, you have to be self-paid. So I just settled for seeing nurse practitioners because all I need to do when I make an appointment is I just have to have them refill my medicine. That's all I need to do. Like I don't need to have any any like like psychoanalysis or anything like that. I just say, well, I need my medicine refilled. You know, here you go. Here's my prescription. Goodbye. So it's only a 15 minute call each time. So that's why they have the nurse practitioners because I, I guess that saves a lot of money because nurse practitioners are kind of like doctors only they can, pres- they can prescribe medicine. But they have, they have to be under a doctor. They can't prescribe the medicine themselves. They actually have to be under the, the guidance of a doctor. And then they, when you get your prescription, it won't be the nurse practitioner on there. It'll be the doctor that they're under. So nurse practitioners are really beneficial, you know, for people that are mentally ill. Because um, you can see them instead. And they're, they, a lot of times they'll be covered by insurance because they, they're a lot cheaper than actually going to a, a, a um, like a, a traditional, you know, psychiatrist. Yeah, sometimes I... Like I feel stuttering come on because I used to stutter big time. So when that happens, I usually will pause and think of another word that, that won't be stutterable, you know. <laughs> so like, for instance, like I'll call my son Sweet Brian because otherwise if I say Brian, a lot of times I'll stutter it. I'll just like I stutter B's and P's the most. So I say Sweet Brian. And he just hates that. He says, Mommy, stop calling me Sweet Brian. Like he just ha- hates that now. So I try, I'm trying not to call on that, but just in case you're wondering why I might pause my words every now and then, it's just because I, I'm a stutterer. And so I hope this, this helps you. If you're suffering from mental illness, then you just, you just got to, again, find the right combination of medicine. 
And you can be successful with your mental illness. You don't have to rely on, on government, you know, funded. You can, you can get a job, you know, because once you have the right combination of medicine, you're just like everybody else. You could um, get a job easily, you know, and, and you could do the interview and everything. And because uh, I sometimes when I was um, suffering with mental illness, and I had not found the right medicine. It was really hard for me to, to go on job interviews because I'll go on a job interview and I wouldn't be able to focus on the interview or I would just, just stand stand still on the wall or I just look off into the um, I'll just look, look off somewhere and I wouldn't give them eye contact. Like it, it took me a long time before I could get I could get people eye contact. So, so now, you know, I, I can easily give someone eye contact. I make sure to do it. But a lot of times I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't know what it is. It might be because of my disorder, but, um, but you may feel the same way. Like you might have trouble giving eye contact or an interview if you're mentally ill, or you just feel like you just can't get a job and you've tried, you've tried countless, you know, jobs, interviews, and you just haven't had any luck. Well, it may be because you're just not on the right combination of medicine. So you should uh, go, go to your doctor and if, and if you can't get any help, then there's always these, because uh, in, in my town, there's like a state hospital that's state run, and you could go to one of those and it's a lot cheaper, you know, so there's definitely help for you. Or you could, you could get, I think, I think Obamacare is still available, so you could get that. And um, and if you're older, if you're old, like 65 or older, you can get Med- Medicaid or Med- Medicare. And uh, there's there's different ways. You just check out your government. If you're in another country, just check out your own benefits. But in the U.S., just check out the benefits here for you. But you definitely need medical care if you're uh, suffering from mental illness of any kind. You can't just let it go because it's going to ruin your life, you know, because mental illness can definitely ruin your life. You know, I've lost friendships because of my mental illness. I've even lost family members because of my mental illness. And I've lost jobs because sometimes when I have an episode, I'm not the same person. And I'll say things and do things I normally would never do. You know, and that's just, just what happens when I'm, I'm symptomatic and I go into psychosis. The last time I was in psychosis was after I had my baby. I had postpartum psychosis. And I don't tell that to many people, but I thought I would bring it up, you know, just in case you had that happen yourself. And it was very scary because during that time, I didn't have any care for my son. I didn't I didn't um, even want to hold him. I just wanted to go off and, um, and go shopping a lot of times. And I, and I would also be hyper-focused on tasks, you know, and I just wasn't the same person. I didn't feel any love for my son. It was really strange during that time. And finally, after a week, I got back on my medicine and it went away. I didn't have to go to a hospital or anything. And it was a good thing I had a support system because especially if you're a a person with a mental illness, you need a support system. You need somebody that's there to help you because a lot of people in my support group, they don't have anybody that helps support them. Like you, you need help to have somebody watch you and make sure you take your medicine, you know, every day. Cause otherwise you might forget yourself if you get really busy. Like there's been times where I was, before I met my husband, like I was a single woman, I was like so busy. Sometimes I forgot to take my medicine. And when that happened, I would lose my job real quick because if without my medicine, I'm a completely different person. I'm very rowdy. And also I, I want to shop and I don't want to sit still and I have racing thoughts. I'm unable to focus. So that's how I am without my medicine. So I make sure to take it. And I'm really glad I'm bringing up mental illness today because, you know, mental illness is swept under the rug. There's a, there's a stigma attached. And some people are scared of those with mental illness, but there's no reason to be. We're just people like you. You know, if you're out there without a mental illness and you're watching 
are listening to this podcast, you know, we're just like you. There's nothing different from, from me or anybody or anybody, anybody else has a mental illness. The only thing is we just, our brains don't work normally. You know, we have a chemical imbalance and that's just what happens sometimes, you know, you're either born with it or you could develop it over time. Like I developed it because I was abused severely growing up and also grew up in poverty. And, uh, but that, that kind of, I kind of, you know, created the, I guess it's like a n- nature versus nurture. So that eventually happened to me. And plus I have mental illness in my family. Like a lot of my family members, on my mom's side had mental illness too. And, um, so it passed down to me. It was hereditary. And plus it came from my, I think if I was raised nicely, like if, if I was raised with a good childhood, I don't know if I would have mental illness today. Like I really don't know. But, um, but my sister was also raised the same way and she doesn't have mental illness. So I, I just don't know. I guess sometimes it, it like skips other people. Like I, I just don't really have much. I don't really know the science too well. I just have I'm just somebody that suffers from it, but I've tried to learn all, all I could about mental illness and how it works. And one thing I know these, these medicines, they just combat the, the chemical imbalance and they actually uh, are chemicals that are in your brain that, that help you. They become chemicals. Once you take them, they go into your brain and they like help somehow. I'm not really sure what they do, but I just know they work. And you just got to find the right combination. So of course you could definitely be a successful person to have, and have a thriving business. Cause I have my own business and I make multiple six figures a year and I have bipolar disorder, you know, like there's a lot of people that, that feel like they can't accomplish anything because they have mental illness. Like that's not true. You can, you can accomplish things. You know, my mental illness empowers me. Like you may not think that a mental illness could empower you, but it helps me be more creative. Like Charles Dickens, like his mental illness helped him become super creative. Like we were, I'm bringing him up at the beginning, at the beginning of the podcast. Well, he is, was super successful, you know, and he was really creative. And there's been other people like Vincent Van Gogh suffered from mental illness and he was super, super, you know, creative and, but he wasn't really successful. Like I think he died in a mental hospital. But his art today is sold for millions of dollars and people really see now the value of it. And there's been so many people throughout the throughout, you know, in history that have had mental illness, you know, they've accomplished great things. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're born with mental illness, you can still be successful. Just some people think that someone that's mentally ill can't be successful. That that's totally false. They can't. Like if I can do it, anybody can, you know, because I have a mental illness, I have bipolar disorder and I, I take all the medicines I was talking about, you know, but I just had to find the right combination. Cause like I said, I was on lithium and I've been on Prozac before and, and Wellbutrin and like probably tons of other medicines. I just can't think of them and they didn't help. Like I still had lots of bad symptoms that with this combination of medicines, it really helps my focus. I'm able to focus on tasks I'm able to remember things. But sometimes I have bad short-term memory, you know, so that, that can be a problem. Like if you're like um, someone that's suffering from mental illness, like you, some of these medicines can cause you to have a, like a really bad short-term memory. And that happens a lot. Like sometimes I'll go upstairs, you know, get something, but then when I get upstairs, I forget what I was supposed to get. Like, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people, even if they don't have m- mental illness. But I noticed that since I've been taking this medicine, that, that's like a symptom I'm getting, you know, like I'll just keep, I'll just forget and I'll have a really bad short-term memory. I'm sure that happens a lot. You know, that's that's kind of a common thing that will happen to anybody. You know, like just forget what you were going upstairs to get or forget why you went into the kitchen or forget why you went to the living room. You know what I mean? But anyway, I just want to address those that they were out there that feel like they can't be successful because of their mental illness. You know, for a long time, I thought that I couldn't be successful because of my bipolar disorder. 
I just kind of wrote myself off as thinking, well, just I'm, not, I'm just not worth it. I'm not worth, you know, um, building a business for. I'm not worth, you know, even getting a job. I'm just I'm just going to, you know, live off the government. And I have lived off the government for a while. Like when I couldn't get a job you know, after I had my I had a mental breakdown and I couldn't find work. I did, you know, live on disability for a little bit. But then I, I got off disability once I was able to get a job. I found a, a good combination of medicine that worked. But there's there is um this disability available. I'm not saying that those on disability aren't successful, that they can be. Just when you're on disability, you have to make a certain amount of money or you'll get taken off your disability. But you could definitely start a business if you're on disability and you think there's no way out. Because disability, you get paid very little money. I think I was only getting like eight hundred dollars a month, and that's in Texas. I'm not sure what it is now, because this was, was back in like I think like um, two, 2010 or something like that. That's when I lost my job and I was in a mental hospital. And then when I came out of the mental hospital, the job fired me and they said I was laid off. You know, I wish I could have taken late legal action, but I didn't because they said if I didn't sign this paper, I would um, I would not receive my paycheck. So I had to sign the paper to get my paycheck and I couldn't. And the paper said I couldn't take any legal action because they just didn't want me to work for them because I was mentally ill. And that's happened to a lot of people. Then I was able to get, you know, disability for a little bit. And then, I'll, then I, after that, I was able to get a job again. Then I had to get off the disability. So I, I've been there. I've been on disability before because of this uh, mental illness. And it's, it does feel feel bad, you know, to be on disability because it, it feels bad if you if you have to get help, you know, like monetary help from the government. You know, you always think that, oh, it's just like being on welfare. But it really isn't, you know, it's just, just help for those with disabilities, but it is a very fixed income. Like again, it was like eight hundred bucks. You know, and it's hard to live on eight hundred dollars. Like now, I make thirty thousand a month. You know, and and that's just like a lot. But that that's in sales. Like my take home pay is probably like fifteen thousand. So probably half of that. But still, that's a lot better than eight hundred dollars. And if I would have just stayed on disability, you know, and then and, and not have um, achieved more for myself, I'll still be on disability right now. You know, and I wouldn't have this beautiful home and. I wasn't able to put my son through Christian private school and I wouldn't, you know, have a successful business or anything. I wouldn't have nothing, nothing like what I have now. Like I just have so much more than I ever thought I would ever have possible because I grew up, you know, with nothing. I was just, just a poor, really poor. And we didn't even have electricity and running water for several years growing up. Because so my mother was schizophrenic and she lost her job and she couldn't pay any of her bills. And it was really rough growing up with her. She was very abusive. And finally, we were able to get out of that situation as a child. My dad got custody of me. But still, you know, um, I developed a mental illness when I turned 18. You know, I had to be in a mental hospital. So it can't, it can't happen. You, know, you just never know when it's going to happen to you if, uh, you're, grow- if you're um, growing up, especially if you've been abused. A lot of times, those that were abused develop mental illness. And you'll hear about that if you ever uh, learn about anybody that that's, uh, has a mental illness that's in the media. A lot of times they've been abused, but you can be a mentally ill person and not be abused. It's just a lot of times it's hereditary. But I also think it's a product of the environment too, because sometimes I wonder if I would have this mental illness if I wasn't abused. Yeah, so I don't know, but but again, I just I still feel very empowered by by this mental illness. I'm I'm able to be super super creative. Like some days I'll have really creative highs, and I'll think of like the most cool things, you know that. I don't think I would think of if I wasn't mentally ill. Like I just get really super creative bursts. And there's been some days where I just don't feel like doing anything. I just want to like lay down or watch Netflix all day. And that's fine. I have my own business. You know, I could take time off if I want to. When I was working my nine to five jobs, if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. You know, it, I was, it was a big problem because there was many days where I had to go home. There was this one job I had and you can only have five sick days. 
Isn't that terrible? Just five sick days. So I had to stick it out, you know, and I had to deal with this mental illness on the job because I want to get paid. I was supporting my family. I had a new baby on the way. You know, I couldn't, you know, um, not work. So it was just very difficult, you know, having these nine to five. So I'm so glad that I created this lifestyle for myself and created my small business because my small business is selling printables. And I also do blogging and also coaching now. And I really help a lot of people like this one um, mom in my coaching group. She earned $7,000 last month because my coaching program really helps. And I'd just like to talk about my membership a little bit. Like if you're interested in um, in being a business owner, even if you have mental illness or or anything, or you feel like you can't do it, and my membership's very low cost. It's only $29 a month. And, uh, and I, have, I offer so much. I have all these courses in there. And I also give you a commercially used printable each month. And uh, and it's a really awesome membership. And I'll have links in the show notes. So again, even if you think that you can't be successful because of your mental illness, that's a lie. You can be successful with your mental illness. It's just a matter of mindset. Because think about all your all the benefits of your mental illness. Like what's, what's it give you? You know, what it gives you maybe more creativity, maybe more confidence. Because sometimes when I'm in mental illness and I have you know, like I have like the mood swing, I become more confident, you know, boost my confidence. Cause normally I'm not, I try to be confident, but in like in nature, I'm not probably not really a confident person. You know, I'm very shy and withdrawn and I'm introverted, like very big introvert. So maybe write a list of all the things your mental illness does for you. And of course that's probably things that your mental illness doesn't do for you. It can be difficult to have a mental illness of any kind. There's also good things about it too. So keep that in mind, like a mental illness isn't a life sentence. It's not the end of the world. Like if you get diagnosed with a mental illness, it's not, your life's not over. You know, you can still be successful and you can still achieve great things. And I'm a testament to that. Like I'm here right now, someone living with a mental illness, yet I'm a multiple six-figure business owner and I'm, I'm aiming to be a, a million uh, business owner like in the next next year or so. Like that's my goal is to earn a million dollars a year. And I know I can get there. Even if I have a mental illness, that's not going to stop me. I'm not going to let a mental illness stop me from achieving my goals. And you shouldn't either. Like those that are living with mental illness have a lot to give the world. You have lots of value to provide. I mean, you're just a rock star. I just know you you have it in you to, to achieve great things. You don't have to just sit there and mope about having mental illness. You don't feel like you, you don't, can't accomplish anything that you can't give anything to the world. There's so much you can give. Like you try to have your own unique skills and talents, like there's just so much value you can bring to the world. Even if you have mental illness, like th- that's, that's not, that's not you. You're not a, a mental illness. Like I'm not a bipolar disorder. You know, I'm a person. I'm just a person living with bipolar disorder. Like I'm seeing, notice I said living, I'm not a, not a bipolar person. You should never define yourself as that. Like if you're a schizophrenic person or have, you're a depressed person, you should never call yourself that. You're a person that's living with schizophrenia or a person living with depression. You should never define yourself as your mental illness because that's not you. You're just so, you just happen to have it, you know, and, and it can be, it can be a great um, accomplishment to have a mental illness. You get like for me, my, my mental illness helps boost my creativity and my confidence when I need it. You know, so, so again, like if you're feeling like you just can't, you know, live with your mental illness, like just turn it around and find the right combination of medicine as a wrap up, you know, and, and I'm sure you could, could find the right medicine. You just have to talk to multiple doctors. You can't settle for this, for a doctor that's giving you a bad combination of medicine. You have to find somebody else that can actually help you because there is a right combination out there because, you know, there's so many different medicines being made all the time. Like there's even more medicines for bipolar and depression and schizophrenia or, 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 or borderline, you know, or anything. 
you know, and there's definitely medicines out there. They're, they're making new medicines all the time. And a lot of the more, more expensive medicines like Latuda, which we brought up earlier, like those are getting a generic. So they're getting very, very affordable. Like now it's, it was only $8. My, my medicine, my copay before I was paying like $40 or so with my um, copay. So again, there's invite you to just really embrace your mental illness and you can be a successful person. I'm saying you can, because if I could be successful, then anybody can. So again, let's um, go to the show notes at monbeach.com forward slash podcast, and I'll have more information about my membership and how you could be a part of it. Well, have a great day. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the Becky Beach Show. Please go to monbeach.com forward slash podcast to learn more about my podcast and for show notes. If you want a 2022 free printable goal planner, please go to monbeach.com forward slash subscribe. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a great day. Goodbye.